Hello and welcome to Connected by Life. I'm your host, Sean Paul Harrison. This podcast aims to foster thought-provoking discussions on crucial subjects that significantly influence physicians and our clinical stakeholders when it comes to organ donation and transplantation. What is a donation physician champion? Well, today we'll be discussing what constitutes true physician champions and how they positively impact the lives of others. And this conversation is part one of two. Today I'll be talking with Dr. Justin Folks, who is the head of Pulmonary Critical Care Physician Group at North Oaks Medical Center. He's also an active member on the Physician Engagement Subcommittee. And one of the things that I wanted to mention about the subcommittee is I remember years ago before it even started, I was sitting at a table like a kid at Christmas and making this list of physicians that we wanted to engage to be a part of this committee to help us make a difference in the donation process. I'll never forget asking you to be a part of this, and without hesitation, you said that you were going to be a part. So I think that's what led me to having this conversation with you today. Thanks for agreeing to be a part of the committee and also to be a part of this podcast. Oh, man, no. Hey, it's, it's been my pleasure, and, and I, was, I was very honored um, that you guys even, even thought of me, and I was, I was pretty fresh out of fellowship when you, you came and asked me, so, so you caught me at a, at a good time, you know, I was just eager and, and ready to, to contribute. And um, by the way, your check's in the mail for saying that, so I appreciate it. <laughs> Listen, you know, one of the things this is about was really about what is a donation physician champion? And I don't even know if I've actually asked you this before, but do you even really know what that is? And that's not a trick question because I think I know what the answer is. Well, I mean, I, you know, I know what it means to me. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I certainly don't have a, a, a textbook definition, but I mean, I can tell you what it means to me. Well, the reason why I even ask you that was because, you know, whenever I think sometimes when you're in a certain industry and we're both in the medical field, but you know, we're in the organ procurement organization and, that actually was a buzzword that started probably about 20 years ago when we started this Organ Donation Breakthrough Collaborative, which was this big thing nationally to implement best practices. And this word came about. And so, you know, sometimes we throw around language. And, you know, so whenever I started thinking about it and referencing you and several other physicians throughout the state and our committee, I was thinking, I was like, what if they even really know what that is? So if you could you know, like you said, you know what it means to you. Like if you could briefly explain, like what, what does a physician champion mean to you? Well, I, I feel like I'm, I'm sort of um, part of the, the backstage crew, if you will. Um, you know, a, what is a big part to me is, is participating in, in our, our, our monthly or, or quarterly meetings and, and just kind of hashing things out, seeing what, what we can do to, to help out the state in terms of, of organ procurement. And, but, you know, more, more locally, I think it's, I'm not going to say more, more important, but it, it, it certainly holds a, a special place in my mind and my heart here, here at my own home hospital at, at North Oaks. And it's, I feel that that my contribution here is, is sort of being that, that intermediary, that, that helps our staff here understand the importance of, of LOPA. And um, it's, it's interesting that, um, you know, the focus here um, for us as, as doctors and nurses oftentimes is, is the patient that, that's right in front of us. And the one we can't see, the, the intangible or all those 
other lives out there that could potentially be touched through the the process of of organ donation and and that's that's often hard it's a, it's a hard transition for um doctors and nurses alike to to make because um like again what, what we see is that patient right here in front of us it's like this hey this is the one this is the one we're fighting for this is the one we're trying to save and we can't we can't see the the other patients um on the other side that could potentially benefit from organ donation and and helping helping our staff make that transition is um to me a, a big part of of what i i do in, in helping out the organization well, i think that that you hit on so many different things because it is a balance. You know, first of all, we recognize how difficult this must be because, you know, you went into this field, you know, to save lives. And as far as for you know, some of the patients, unfortunately, the injury was so devastating that it was impossible. And, and then you're transitioning over to supporting that family and then working together as a team to provide an opportunity to save other lives. And like you said, then you're thinking about these people uh, on a waiting list that are in need of a second chance to live. So you're looking at a collective whole. So I think that you you hit on each one uh, perfectly. Can you give us kind of an experience of like in working through that, um, what that experience is, is kind of like as far as for, you know, having the conversations and then working collaboratively with us and, and then kind of like what that outcome is. Yeah, man, sure. And um, like I said, I think I think the hardest transition from us as a healthcare team is that that initial focus because um, you're you're really pouring all your 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 work and, and your thoughts into to saving the patient in front of you. But like you alluded to earlier, that's just that's just not possible. And unfortunately, not every patient will will survive and that initial transition is also um, <clears throat> often the most difficult to to make uh, in terms of okay we're we're really focused on saving this patient and now now we start to think about the other lives that might be touched by organ donation in in the future um, and once you know once you kind of reconcile that in, in your mind um, then then my focus becomes sort of um, helping the family maybe make that transition, helping helping our our staff make that transition, and and really really fully engaging the the representatives from from LOPA, and and we do depend on on LOPA um, to to have most of those conversations. I think that's the best way to to sort of proceed. But um, you know, just just really from a, a mental aspect, helping not only our staff, but, but families start to sort of think about things in, in that regard and, and realizing that although your particular loved one may not go on, a, a part of them goes on and it, it touches someone else's life and potentially saves someone else's life. So, Doc, if we could speak on a couple of things, I guess this is more of a, a clinical aspect, is whenever you're working, you know, with a family, with their loved one, and, you know, it's either the prognosis is poor or it's a non-survival injury, 
how important or what are some things that you really identify with as far as for preserving the opportunity of donation for that family and for the potential recipients? Yeah, well, I think I think it's very important that we continue to to manage every aspect of that patient. Um, it, it's really, it, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say there's there's no difference in terms of trying to save a life versus trying to preserve organs for for procurement, but um, it it um, you know I think the term that gets mentioned frequently is is deceleration of care, and that's absolutely what we want to avoid um, because all although we are making that transition, although we, we realize the patient in front of us is is not going to survive, what we have to remember are the the lives that we are trying to protect and save in the future that, that may be recipients of, of these organs. And if we, if we lose focus, if we decelerate care, then it, it may potentially, um, although it doesn't affect patients directly, it, it certainly may, may indirectly affect patients who maybe could have benefit from, from an organ if we were able to, to continue uh, supporting that patient, supporting those organs, and providing a, a better opportunity um, for the the other lives that that may be recipients. Yeah, in uh, having a conversation, this is actually just last week, and in, in basically it reiterated the same thing that you were talking about. And the last thing that they had said was just making sure that no opportunity is lost, you know, to uh, maximize organ function in the lives that are being saved. Absolutely, and I think um, you, you know um, a, a lot of, of what we do, especially in the intensive care unit, is eat pain and suffering near near the end of life. And you know, if you're, if you're talking about a, a patient who's who's not a, a, a candidate for organ donation, then then that's you know that's an entirely different scenario. Um, and and unfortunately, um, you know, opportunities for organ donation are, are quite low in the in the grand scheme of things. And so, I think it's it can potentially be easy to to forget the importance of, of preserving those organs and, and those rare opportunities, um, just because it's not it's not the norm, right? It's not it's not what we're used to doing. Um, but it, it, it makes it that much more important because of the relatively few opportunities that we have that we don't, we don't miss the ones that do come by. And Doc, one of the things you, know, you had referenced, it was about if a patient is not a potential to be an organ donor. And so I think that one of the things that that brings to the surface is the communication between us and with you all. And again, I go back to what we're talking about as far as for like a physician champion. It was some language we kind of threw around. And so team huddles or huddle discussions is something that we talk about, especially within the agency uh, and something that we really try to do with you all. But it's just the consistency and the communication that we're having on. Again, I think that I we had talked about it a little bit before, but was about the family's understanding uh, basically meeting the family where they are, their understanding of the prognosis of the injury. And secondly, for us in working with you all is, is this person a candidate for donation so that if they're not, that we can avoid that because we don't want to take something away. And then the last thing is, is that the appropriateness for that transition of the discussion, decoupling the discussion of death and the discussion of donation. So what are your thoughts on as far as for that communication between the two of us? You know, certainly in this instance, like you said, we have 
we have transitions that, that need to be made um, and, and determinations that need to be made. Is this, is this patient a potential organ donor? Um, is he or she not? Um, and, and just that, that open line of face-to-face communication, like I'm here, you're here, we're all here, we all have an understanding, or, or maybe we don't have an understanding. Maybe, maybe people need to, to ask questions. Maybe there's some things we need to sit down and talk about, but, you know, open lines of, of communication. Um, I, I think, um, you know, I, I joke about it all the time. It, it just, sometimes we, we forget the basics, like you, you do, and you have to, even if that means, um, you know, just like, Hey, we all need to sit down and, and talk about this, or, or maybe, maybe we can talk about it briefly outside the room, but setting time aside to, to communicate effectively with one another, it's just, there's no replacement for that. Well, I think too, one of the things that you alluded to is that it's not just one conversation, you know, it can be multiple conversations that are needed. It's kind of like whenever you know, you may have a story or two whenever you're working with the family. You may have had the conversation, um, but they may need it a little bit more. And that goes for us, like the accountability on working together and having those conversations so that we're clear that we're on the same page and all moving towards the same direction. Yeah, man, uh, absolutely. Like I said, I, I think um, I think that's a, a huge part of, of, of what goes on and um, – you know, especially, especially, um, you know, nowadays when, when, um, you know, zoom meetings and, and, and we've got, um, you, you know, um, um, even, even meetings with, with doctors now, you know, you can, you can have online and e-visits and, and all this and, and, you know, tech technology is great, but, um, I, I don't know, man. I guess I'm a little old school. I think that, that sitting down face to face and, and hammering stuff out is still the way to go. And I, I, I love it. I think that's, I think that's huge. Well, it's good to hear someone that's not just, uh, uh, that's old school myself. So it's, it's nice that I have, <laughs> that I have someone in the boat with me paddling. So I get, yeah, a, I get the hey, reputation. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm your rudder, man. I'm, I'm here with you. <laughs> well, look, man, I, I can't, uh, not tell you that I'll ask you to be on another, episode uh, somewhere down the line so there's a lot to talk about uh, you know this is a platform for us to talk about a lot of important things uh, that we can continue to um, help educate ourselves and others and uh, and just getting the message out there about donation and, and how we can make a difference so glad to be here today I look, I look forward to some uh, continued podcasts in the future and thank you for listening and remember you can register as an organ eye and tissue donor anytime at registerme.org If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Connected by Life on your favorite podcast app. And always remember, you are a light worker. Keep shining. This is a production of LOPA. The content in this podcast is intended for informational purposes only and not intended to substitute for professional medical advice. To read our full disclaimer, please visit our website. The Connected by Life podcast is hosted by myself, Sean Paul Harrison. Our executive producer is Kirsten Heinz. Our production assistant is Chandra Williams. And we are recorded, engineered, and mixed in our Covington, Louisiana studio by Troy Perez.